Let us pray. On this Honors Day, we give our thanks and praise, O God. We're thankful for the dedicated and inspiring work of our faculty. We're thankful for the creativity and diligence of each award recipient. And we are thankful for the civil rights advocacy of Percival Bertrand Phillips. Where there is injustice in our community, grant us the strength to work for equality and grace. Where there's joy in our community, grant us a sense of shared excitement and accomplishment. We praise you for this community in which we might all learn and grow and serve, loving our world, our neighbor, and you. Amen. Good morning. 
St. Olaf College dedicates the first Friday of May to recognizing the outstanding academic achievements of our students in a celebration we call Honors Day. Welcome to all of you who have come to be part of our festivities, and a special welcome to those of you joining us from around the world on the live stream of this program. I'd like to extend a particular welcome this morning to members of the St. Olaf College Board of Regents. They're meeting on campus today, and they've joined us in academic garb to demonstrate their commitment to fostering academic excellence. I invite them to stand, and I invite us to recognize them with applause. I now call upon the Provost and Dean of the College, Dr. Marcy Sorter, who will lead us in these proceedings. Marcy. Thank you, David. Welcome, everyone. Today is a day of celebration, of recognition, and of gratitude. We celebrate the academic success of St. Olaf students, and recognize their academic accomplishments. We express gratitude to those who have supported them. Today, we also celebrate the achievements of Dr. Percival Bertrand Phillips through the awarding of an honorary degree. So, let's begin. Students, many of you here today belong to honor societies, and these are listed in today's program. Many of you are also recipients of general honors. As I call each group, please stand and remain standing. First, will the members of Phi Beta Kappa please stand? Will all those who belong to one of the honor societies listed in the convocation program please stand? Will all students who have been awarded general honors please stand as I call your class year, class of 2017? Class of 2018? Class of 2019? Class of 2020? Congratulations. St. Olaf students are strong competitors for a number of national and international fellowships and awards. Receiving one is evidence of the high regard in which our students and St. Olaf College are held. Recipients of these national and international fellowships and awards, please stand as I read your name and remain standing. Receiving Fulbright grants are Sophie L. Breen, 
Serena M. Calconio, Susan L. Hoops, Mary K. Studer. Also receiving Fulbright grants from the class of 2016, and therefore not likely to be here today, are Wendy E. Bindeman, Olivia M. Haynes, and Hannah M. Lemberg. The recipient of the National Science Foundation Graduates Research Fellowship is Colin R. Scheibner. Also receiving NSF Graduate Research Fellowships are graduates from the class of 2016, Megan I. Benke, Jennifer M. Crawford, and Sophia W. Magro. And from the class of 2014, Alexandra M. Harris. Receiving the Critical Language Scholarship are Anna M. Kruskop, Ross G. Nevin, Julianne K. Stewart. And receiving the Davis Project for Peace Grant is Halima Ingabire. Receiving the Philip C. Smaby Peace Scholarship are Anne K. Hallowen and Gabrielle E. Simic. And receiving the Luce Foundation Scholarship is Corey Ruder, class of 2016. Congratulations, everyone. Students, each of you has your own path to St. Olaf and to this time and place. I ask you to reflect on the family members, the friends, the advisors and faculty members who have supported you in your college journey. I ask you to consider the donors, alumni, and volunteers who have contributed to your education in many ways through their enduring support of the college. Today, we give special recognition to those who have established scholarships listed in the program. Those who established scholarships have expressed their confidence in you, the students, and the future that you will help forge. Will the donors of scholarships who are here today please stand? Let's thank them. Today, we also recognize the contributions of the St. Olaf fa faculty to student success with their presence on the platform. The order of today's procession gives special recognition to those faculty members who hold distinguished and endowed professorships. These faculty members have been recognized for their contributions to scholarship and artistic expression, to service to the college, and above all, to student learning. Will the current holders of such chairs please rise and remain standing? And now, will all of the faculty please rise?
President Anderson will now lead the ceremony for awarding the honorary degree. Thank you, Marcy. The practice of awarding honorary degrees is an ancient one, adopted by colleges and universities that wish to honor extraordinary achievement in arts, letters, sciences, and public life. At St. Olaf College, we award honorary degrees upon the nomination of the faculty and by the authority of the Board of Regents to individuals who not only excel in particular fields of endeavor, but who have also become part of the St. Olaf family through their ongoing interaction with our college and particularly with our students. We're gathered here this morning to award an honorary degree to one such individual, educator, humanitarian, civil rights advocate, Dr. Percival Bertrand Phillips. And I now call upon Mike Fitzgerald, professor of history, to present the candidate for the degree. Thank you, Thank you David. Of late, the issue of racial justice has been on our minds. And for some reason, the relationship between social activism and St. Olaf College has been as well. As we reflect upon these topics, it's well to remember that these are not new issues. Our college was founded by Norwegian immigrants, and it was consciously designed to help them find their way into a new world. St. Olaf College may not have been historically diverse, but it's been grappling with these issues for a long time. All of which brings us here today. Many of you will know that at the height of the Southern Civil Rights struggle, our school was intimately involved in what was happening in that battleground state, Alabama. One of our alums, the Reverend James Reeb, responded to Dr. King's call to people of goodwill to come to Selma, and he paid for it with his life. The following summer of 1965, some 60-odd St. Olaf students went to Central Alabama to teach in government-funded summer schools. The person most responsible for bringing these Olies to the South is here before you today. Dr. Bert Phillips was Dean of Students at Tuskegee University in the mid-60s. He was central in securing the funding and then deciding that our students would be helpful for the enterprise. He wanted the program's teaching force to be interracial and he strove to keep our students safe in a dangerous environment. Amid all the treacherous currents of the 60s, he succeeded beyond any reasonable expectation and our college owes him much. Dr. Phillips was born in Berkeley, California, and he graduated from San Francisco State University in 1953, having served as student body president. He then earned his master's degree in education and psychology from San Francisco State as well. He received his PhD from Columbia University, writing his dissertation on the integration of the New York public schools. He then served as Dean of Students and Professor of Education at Tuskegee University from 1963 to 1968 at the height of the Civil Rights and Black Power movements. His subsequent career featured a wide range of academic and administrative posts from Howard University to Columbia, and he served in a variety of philanthropic positions as well. President Anderson, it's my pleasure to present Dr. Percival Bertram Phillips.
Dr. Phillips, on the nomination of the faculty and by the authority of the Board of Regents of St. Olaf College, I hereby confer upon you the degree Doctor of Social Sciences and Humane Letters, honoris causa, together with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities pertaining thereto. Congratulations. I now invite Provost Sorter, Mr. Bruce King, and Professor Fitzgerald to present you with the doctoral hood, after which we await your remarks. President Anderson, Dr. Fitzgerald, members of the Board of Regents, faculty, staff, students, and friends and family of all the honorees, both present and those joining us from across the world through live stream. I also acknowledge the 1965 Tuskegee Institute Summer Education Program alumni and exchange students who are with us today. Will my friends please stand and be recognized. Thank you. Let's widen the circle and brighten the corner. I think it's very important that we recognize that we can improve this world of ours by widening circles and brightening corners. And I would be remiss given the events of the past two weeks, if I didn't take a moment to reflect on the developments that plateaued Saturday as we arrive, I just want to share a few observations briefly. I have admired the way this community has struggled with and will continue to work with the issues of race and inclusion. 
from the important issues raised by the students to the responses of the administration and now by the Board of Regents, it is my hope as the newest alum to, <laughs> to see these conversations continue. And today, I publicly pledge my support to assist in any way to continue the conversations. You know, among such an esteemed group of honorees and guests, let me begin by thanking God for his love, mercy, guidance, and grace. You know, I, as I pondered the, the meaning of this honor, I thought of the words of the hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor, that we just shared. This hymn was written by Theodore of Orleans, a refugee from Spain, who penned it as he faced wrongful imprisonment for a false accusation of conspiracy. He chose to praise the Lord in his time of anguish. He channeled his despair to create an anthem, encouraging us to always serve, honor, and love God. Those of us being honored today excel because we are passionate and have a combination of God-given talent, ambition, character, work ethic, and privilege. I also believe that being honored inspires us to use our intellect, to use our values, to use our dreams and our aspirations to contribute to the greater good, to create a better world, or repair the world in which we live. Over 50 years ago, I was here in this chapel, and I had an opportunity to speak with St. Olive's students. I came to Northfield, Minnesota, right at the height of the Civil Rights Movement. And I came here because I wanted to talk with St. Olaf students about the possibility of their joining with Tuskegee students. And I wanted them to join with Tuskegee students in an education and community outreach program that was focused on widening circles and brightening corners. I shared with them how we had started a program at Tuskegee with students volunteering to go out into communities and tutor and to work with families. And I also talked about how it was important to consider the fact that it's always the young people who really make the difference. 
Those of us who are older, we have guidance and we have a lot of experience. And we have wisdom. But it's the young people who take the lead. And as we look around the world, in every country, and especially as we look here in the United States, it's the young people who take the lead. I shared the words of Tuskegee Institute's founder and first president, Dr. Booker T. Washington. He said, if you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. And then I invited the St. Olaf's students to think seriously about coming to Tuskegee and sharing their talents and their skills in an expanded program that was called the Tuskegee Institute Summer Education Program, or TICEP. I left this campus with a promise that St. Olaf students would discuss and consider joining and working side by side with Tuskegee Institute students in 1965, and in the early summer of 1965, 67 St. Olaf students arrived in Tuskegee to join with 850 Tuskegee Institute students and 100 students from several other colleges to make TICEP a reality. And throughout the summer of 1965, this extraordinary group of students bonded together. And they bonded together in a war on poverty, a war on unequal education, and a war on social, economic, and political inequity and marginalization. And while I don't like to use the war or the word war that much, I think it's appropriate here because it was during that time that we were in a battle, a battle to see if we together could change what was going on in the United States that was unequal and unfair and unjust. They provided inspiration, education, cultural enrichment, and community uplift in 12 Black Belt counties in Alabama. TICEP was a program that positively impacted, it positively impacted and enhanced the lives of futures of not hundreds, but thousands of Alabama Black Belt children and youth. This work in rural and urban Alabama in 1965 was sacred work. During the most violent time in the civil rights movement, these TICEP college students had the moral courage to stand up and make a positive difference. And they helped to create the most successful student-led education and community action program of that time. Now, the context in which 
ISAF was operating is critical to remember. It's critical to remember right now because so many years later, it's easy to forget. Civil rights campaigners, including children, were being met with water cannons, dogs, beatings, mass arrests, and killings. We honor the commitment, bravery, and sacrifice of James Reeb here at St. Olaf, and of Sammy Young at Tuskegee, and many others. They gave their lives for the cause of freedom. These 67, those 67 St. Olies didn't leave Minnesota to be recognized or honored for their work. They went to the deep south with a clear understanding of the challenges and dangers, and they knew it was the right thing to do. The Tuskegee students who left the safety of their campus also clearly recognized the risks they were taking. It was, in all of these students' minds, the right thing and the only thing to do. Participation in ties up was a direct manifestation of their moral courage, their core values, and their sacred work. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, the time is always right to do what is right. What exactly do moral courage and sacred work have to do with us here on Honor's Day? Well, I believe that the legacy of widening our circles and brightening our corners lives on in each one of us, and especially those of us receiving honors. And I suggest to you that the legacy of sacred work that I just mentioned lives on not just through the recognition that we get today, although being honored is a very inspiring and satisfying feeling. We do this work because it is what we must do to make the world a better place. Not what we want to do just for recognition and honor. And this is what makes each student receiving honors today so incredible. The work would be done no matter what, because it is your moral imperative. It is your sacred work. I laud you. And I would like all of the honorees to please stand once more and be recognized again for your extraordinary accomplishments. Would you please stand, all of the honorees? Thank you.
you know, I continue to gain comfort, knowledge, and strength for my journey from those closest to me. And I'd like to recognize them for inspiring and motivating me every day through unending love, caring, and support. I want to thank especially my wife and partner and everything that I've ever done for 56 years, Judith. I also want to thank my son Sterling and Dale and my daughter Judy. And I wonder if you would just stand and be recognized. Thank you. Thank you. In closing, let me emphasize that today, in May of, 19, of 2017, <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> you see, you see, when you uh, have uh, turned uh, 85 this past Tuesday, you sometimes forget a little bit. <laughs> While our, while our world has changed much from those days in Alabama, it is critically important to recognize that there is still much work to be done. Ethnic, racial, gender, religious, economic, and social justice issues still abound. And as I read this poem, Outwitted, by Edwin Markham, I'd like to see us widen the circle and brighten the corners by joining hands and not just joining hands, but just squeezing hands very gently to get that flow of love and care and concern flowing through. And then also smiling a little bit to make sure that we're brightening those corners. So would you please all join hands? Thank you. I don't have a hand. Let me join This way. All right. Now, okay, where we are now. The poem is outwitted by Edwin Markham. He drew a circle that shut me out. <coughs> Heretic, rebel, a thing to flout. But love, and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in. And let's just keep holding hands as I finish. It's great to know that at the heart of the Oli's core is a commitment to this sacred work. I'm delighted beyond measure to accept this very special honor and to share it with you today knowing that we all leave this chapel energized and ready to continue our journeys of sacred work.
Thank you, and God bless us all. Thank you, Bert, for your eloquence, your encouragement, and your wisdom. Students who have been honored today, congratulations. The semester's not over. <laughs> Finish in a blaze of glory. In a moment, I'll invite everyone to stand, and we'll sing From From and receive a benediction. Following the benediction, I'd ask you to remain in your place until the party has recessed. And then please join us in the crossroads of Vontrock Common for uh, a reception. Almond braid, coffee, the usual. You're going to love it. <laughs> so let's sing from from.
May God bless you and grant you courage to reach out to others, wisdom for how to use the gifts that you have been given, love to fill you and give you strength, and peace, which passes all understanding. Amen.